Hi friends, I'm Tierney. And I'm Shelby. And we're Dead Dead Drunk. Drunk. up dudes hey what's going on not all that much what about you um i've been with you all day so you kind of know what's going on yeah same year same stuff yeah <laughs> we could uh why don't we pretend that we haven't seen each other all day okay hey shelby how's your week pretty good pretty good what'd you do i worked oh, and i work? slept it was pretty good the students aren't back yet so that's nice love that Mm-hmm. I'm really glad the students aren't back because you can like go to the bar and not see them. Yeah. That's my favorite part. <laughs> it's your favorite part. I don't usually go to the bar. so <laughs> <laughs> That's true. My students are back, however. But so you I'm won't not. see them at the bar, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you're right, because they're four. <laughs> so that's always good. I always like am nervous that I'm going to run into one of their parents at the bars. I would honestly love it if you ran into a parent at the bar and was like, listen, your kid's great. But really, they're so fucking annoying. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> I would honestly, because I couldn't pretend not to see them, because what if they saw me and then it was like awkward? I would have to go say hi. And I'm thinking I'd be like, let's take a fucking shot. <laughs> to You'd your like, kid let's take a shot we're I'm here for the same reason we're here, we're here for the your same child. reason your kid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly amazing all right moms i think that's know. enough of that moms know oh yeah you know you know your kid my coworker, um she was at the liquor store near our school and she is has a bottle of tito's a couple bottles of wine, like he, like like five bottles in her arms. <laughs> and she's like walking up to the counter and walking in is one of her student's dads. And she just looks at him and she's like, Ugh. and he starts laughing and she's like, off the record, this is because of your child. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. But uh, yeah, so I haven't had that happen to me yet. I feel like I'd be really proud of my kid. You know, like if my kid made such an impression on you that you needed five bottles of alcohol to get through your weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, my kid did that. Yeah, my kid did that. What did your kid do this week? (laughs) What did your kid do? Behave. Lame. Loser. (laughs) Loser. Amazing. Anyway. (laughs) Nerd. (laughs) Let's jump in. Our cocktail this week is a little bit different, and so we're going to talk about it at the end of the episode. So if you want to hear about what we're drinking, stay tuned. Get psyched, because it was delicious. Yeah, and we it was like a journey for us. I won't say too much about it, but we, we had to go on a business trip, basically. Yeah, long story short, I'm drunk. Let's mm-hmm. get into it. <laughs> All right. So if you've seen the title of this case, you know that it is about Diane Schuler. You may be familiar if you've seen the documentary, There's Something Wrong with Aunt Diane. If not, buckle up. Here we go. Um, the oh. reason we decided to cover this case, though, I think we should tell them. Because it's cute. What? It's, it's kind of cute. It's, I mean, the case itself isn't no, cute. No, the case it's a isn't cute. cute. The reason. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> it's cute. That's what I meant. The case is not cute. None <laughs> of our cases are cute. <laughs> 
<laughs> we are though. Here we go. Yeah. So why though? This <laughs> was okay. So I guess this was like two two summers ago. Yeah. And Shelby was in LA and I went to visit her and she was like, you have to listen to this podcast. True crime obsessed. And I was like, okay, let's listen. And it was this case and it started our love of true crime together. It was a beautiful journey from there. I know. And now here we are two years later. Who would have thought? It's like shortly after that, we saw true crime obsessed live. (laughs) They're so funny. I love them. (laughs) They're really funny. Yeah. Um, it's like that meme. What is, who is it? Paul Rudd on Hot Ones. Is it Paul Rudd? I don't know. The meme that's like, look at us. Who would have thought? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's how this case makes me feel. <laughs> look at look us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not Literally me. nobody. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> All right. So Diane Schuler was described as being the perfect mom with the perfect family. Diane's husband, Daniel Schuler says he would marry her again tomorrow if he could. The couple lived on Long Island in Long on Long Island on Long Island. Is that (laughs) on Long Island? (laughs) Okay, I've been told it's an island and you can't live in an island. So you live on on Long Island. Yeah. Okay, but it's also Long Island. (laughs) Long Island. Yes. So the couple lived on Long Island. (laughs) Imagine I did that that accent the whole time with their five-year-old son brian (laughs) and their two-year-old daughter erin stop Teresa caputo (laughs) (laughs) all right anyway so they lived on long island with their five-year-old son brian and their two-year-old daughter erin the family also had a doggo that would often travel with them and on this particular weekend the family took the dog and went camping in parksville new york at the hunter lake campground this was apparently something they did quite often so they also brought along their three nieces, Emma, who was eight, Allison, who was seven, and Kate, who was five. It was July, and the family had a great summer weekend together. So when it was time to leave at about 9.30 a.m. on the 26th of July of 2009, Diane said goodbye to her husband, Daniel, and piled all of the kids into her brother's red minivan that she had borrowed for the weekend. Daniel drove separately in his truck with the doggo, and neither knew that this would be their very last goodbye. Oh no! I was also picturing the minivan as blue. I don't know why. Oh no, it was red. Oh, sorry. It didn't really ruin <laughs> anything for me. <laughs> oh, it was red. This changes everything. <laughs> All of my feelings are different now. <laughs> All right. So shortly after their departure, Diane and the children stopped at McDonald's for breakfast, while Daniel continues on towards home. The family was at McDonald's for about 30 minutes while they all ate breakfast, and the cashier there recalls Diane being completely coherent and seemed completely normal. They get back on the road around 10.30 a.m. after breakfast, and about 15 minutes later, Diane stops off for gas. Again, pretty normal thing to do if you're on a little mini road trip. After filling up the car, Diane goes into the gas station, and according to Newsday.com, she asks for painkillers like Tylenol or aspirin, which the station does not carry, so she then leaves. Uh, The gas station attendant says that Diane seemed perfectly fine when she stopped in and did not seem impaired whatsoever, and there is security cam footage of Diane in this gas station, so Shelby, I'm going to show you the video, the surveillance video, and I want you to tell me what you think. It's a little bit choppy, and we will put it um, either on our Instagram or our website or both. And, like, the footage isn't that great, but you can kind of get a gist of her overall, like, state of mind at the time. So there she is. She's coming in from her car. 
there's the minivan walks in seems kind of normal yeah and i i mean i guess it is kind of hard to tell because it is kind of choppy it's almost like pictures put together it's not it's choppy and she's not really i mean now she's fully in frame but before she's not really but she just looks like she's she walks in she looks for them then she goes and stands she's like she's touching her head but it could be just like like combing through her hair and it looks like she asked the attendant if they have them the attendant says no and then she leaves i will say it doesn't look like she really looked she it looks like she kind of walked in stared around and then kind of asked that's true but almost like she remembered what she was doing yeah that's true like almost i I don't know it it she doesn't look like she's incoherent or right anything's wrong with her it just kind of looks like for a second you know like when you walk to a different room of your house and you're like wait what did i come in here for Mm -hmm. but according to the attendant she did ask for the painkillers and they didn't have them so she left okay that seems pretty normal to me yeah it seemed pretty normal it didn't seem out of the ordinary so after stopping at the gas station diane gets onto route 17 it's now about 11 a.m and they begin driving south 30 minutes later, Emma, the oldest niece, makes a call to her father, Warren, from Diane's phone. She lets him know that they're hitting traffic and they'll probably be home later than they expected. Emma then hands the phone to Diane, who talks to Warren for a little bit. And according to Warren, Diane doesn't say anything worrisome on this call. By all counts, everything seems normal up to this point. But if you've listened to us before, you know that our stories are never normal. And (laughs) they don't end well. Yes, no. And so this is when things start to take a turn for the worse. Hi, friends. We have to interrupt our episode briefly to tell you about our new sponsor, Fruit of the Bean. If you're anything like us, then we know that you need something to get you moving in the morning after a long night of cocktails and true crime. Our go-to morning pick-me-up is coffee, and we get the most delicious fresh roasted coffee from fruitofthebean.com. If you're not really a fan of what my mom likes to call coffee-flavored coffee, that's okay, because Fruit of the Bean has something for everyone. There's hazelnut coffee and French vanilla coffee for those coffee amateurs like myself that want some sweeter flavor to their morning cup of joe. They also offer organic Bali blue coffee, Kenyan coffee, which is the CEO's favorite, a breakfast blend, and even a decaf option for those of you that like the taste of delicious coffee without the jump of caffeine. You crazy people. (laughs) Right after you place your order, the wonderful people at Fruit of the Bean get to work roasting it to perfection before carefully packaging it up and shaping it right to your door. That's right, it comes straight to your door and it is freshly roasted after you order. You don't even have to consider putting on real pants and going out to the store to get your coffee fix. Which reminds me, because they also have mugs and clothing for all you coffee addicts out there that want to extend your love of caffeine beyond the mug. My personal favorite is the shirt that says death before decaf because I can honestly say that I feel dead before my first cup of coffee in the morning. Coffee isn't their only passion though. Fruit of the Bean is a company that believes in giving back. 10% of their net income goes towards helping orphans and those affected by human trafficking. If you go order some coffee right now, you can use code DEAD, that's D-E-A-D, DEAD, at checkout to get a 25% discount on your order. So head on over to fruitofthebean.com, F-R-U-I-T-O-F-T-H-E-B-E-A-N.com. And don't forget to use our code DEAD, that's D-E-A-D, at checkout for that 25% discount. All right, now back to the show. Between 11.30 and 12 o'clock, witnesses say that they see the red minivan driving very aggressively. 
Diane was apparently weaving in and out of cars, honking her horn and flashing her headlights. Although she seemed to have a bit of road rage, Diane's movements during this time were very calculated. Yes, she was weaving, but she wasn't swerving. She was being deliberate, according to all the witnesses. So it was almost just like she had a a bad case of road rage. She wasn't... It didn't seem like she was drunk and like accidentally driving off the road. She was cutting people off and so, but it was like deliberate movements oh, okay. if that makes sense is this this is on route 17 yes oh that's still terrifying yeah i know i mean she, she i she definitely was driving erratically mm-hmm. but it didn't seem like a drunk driver if that makes sense yeah no it makes sense she was driving purposefully right not right randomly during this time witnesses also say that they saw a woman next to a red minivan pulled over on the side of the road and she appeared to be vomiting. And dudes, I have been there more than <laughs> once before. And as a driver passing by at the time, I wouldn't have really thought much of it. But it's important later when we're looking at the case as a whole. At 12.08, Jackie, Warren's wife and the mother of the girls in the car, calls Diane's cell phone. They talk for about two minutes and she reports nothing odd about Diane's responses at the time. So this is still 12.08. She seems completely fine. For the next hour, more witnesses say that they saw the minivan driving aggressively and they say they saw Diane vomiting on the side of the road. So that all checks out for what other witnesses say. According to Newsday.com, one man reports to have been driving down the highway in the Slotesburg area when Diane began to tailgate him in the right lane. She even apparently tried to pass him in the shoulder, which proved unsuccessful. She held down her horn for about a mile before he was able to pull off into a service area to try to get away from her, and she followed him. He reports that she drove over some grass and then parked her car in the designated parking area at the rest stop, and then he continued on to get away from her. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. And I I don't know. I have, like, flashbacks to uh, when I took driver's ed, and they would show us all the, like, road rage videos to try to scare us. <laughs> And then people would like pull over to the side of the road and like hit each other's with like crowbars and shit. And, oh my God. Yeah. I would have been terrified if I was this guy. Like, I, uh, no, I hate it. That's I scary. hate confrontation, especially like in cars. So Diane then makes a 17 second phone call to a wrong number before reaching Jackie at home. It's now at 1258. The Jackie reports Diane sounded out of it. The call lasted about two and a half minutes and then the call failed. Warren then calls Diane and they talk for about eight minutes. After going through the Tappan Zee toll at the bridge near Long Island, Diane pulls over again. This is when Emma gets on the phone and says the infamous line, there's something wrong with Aunt Diane. She's able to spot a sign that says Terrytown Sleepy Hollow and reports to her parents the location. They tell them to stay put because they're on the way. So the parents at this time get in the car and start driving toward where they think Diane and the children are. However, after dialing many wrong numbers in a short time, Diane leaves the phone on the side rail of the highway, gets back in the car, and begins driving again. Oh, my god! So, obviously, the rest of the calls to Diane go to voicemail. You have to be in some kind of state to leave your phone on yeah. the guardrail. Like, she's obviously not coherent at this point. Yeah. I want to point out that up to this point, Diane has been driving the right way home as she normally would have they camped often as i said before and this was always the route she took to take home however it's at this time that she begins to go off course 
A little after 1.30 p.m., Diane gets onto the Taconic Parkway at Pleasantville Road in Mount Pleasant, New York. Not only is this not the way home anymore, but Diane is driving on the wrong side of the road. She drove onto an exit ramp and continued south, but in the northbound lane. She drives for approximately 1.7 miles, causing many cars to veer off course to avoid her. However, at 1.35 p.m., Diane crashes head-on into another car that's carrying 81-year-old Michael Bastardi, his 49-year-old son Guy, and their friend 74-year-old Dan Longo. For listeners that have never been on the Taconic, it's like the size of a hallway. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm terrified driving the correct way. So Mm -hmm. it's it's so small. There's zero shoulder basically the entire way. There's nowhere to go. It's we were on it today and and um, it's terrifying in the daytime, in the nighttime. It's I hate it. It's my it's my least favorite highway. We were talking about it, too, that like the exit the on and off ramps are very close to each other and there's not really like a guardrail between them yeah if you were it's basically separated by a yellow a double yellow line and but if you were to just drive straight you'd be going the wrong direction on the taconic right except now there are 800 signs big giant red wrong way signs yeah which i can only assume is because of this this accident and even on the on the way back from our little field trip today there was an accident like mm-hmm. it's, it happens all the time. So unfortunately, Diane, Emma, Allison, and Kate were all killed. Uh, the children were not secured in their car seats and reportedly were not even wearing seatbelts. The passengers in the other car, Michael, Guy, and Dan, were also killed. The only survivor of the crash was Diane's five-year-old son, Brian, who did go to the hospital with injuries but ended up making it out he doesn't really have any memory of this though because he well number one he was only five and number two i think the injuries he doesn't really know a lot from what happened of that day he had to do physical therapy didn't he to be able to walk again oh yeah oh gosh it was like extensive injuries it wasn't it wasn't pretty Mm. so drivers who witnessed the crash took action helping to pull diane and the other children out of their car Reports from allthatsinteresting.com say that they actually almost missed Brian because he was practically buried under the bodies of his cousins. Oh, my God. Also discovered in the car at the time, which would become a major piece of this case, was a broken bottle of absolute vodka, and it was like one of the large ones. Okay. Yeah. Now, this wouldn't have been too hard to explain away because the family had been on a camping trip. I don't really know because I'm not a camper. One time my friends all went camping and I went with them. And then when they all went to sleep, I left and went home because I wanted to sleep in a bed with electricity and like running water and all that stuff. It's just like not my thing. It's understandable. Um, but but if I, you were to camp in the woods, you would have a. Yeah, I can imagine sleep. if you're camping out in the wilderness, you probably bring alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would. I bring alcohol with me pretty much everywhere I go anyway. Like there's definitely alcohol in my car at this moment. There's right Smirnoff Ices in your car, and at this and a bottle of bourbon. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, easily they could have just been like, yeah, we were drinking at the campgrounds, or of course, you know. But when we look at Schuler's autopsy, this report of alcohol in the car makes it really hard for them to give an excuse for. So I actually did read the entire autopsy, 
And I'm glad that I will never have to read my own autopsy because God knows what it would say about me. The vocabulary they were using was like, she was a well-nourished woman. Oh my gosh. And then saying like unremarkable lips. (laughs) Just like, oh my God. Wow. So like if I read that about myself, I think I would just probably want to die anyway. (laughs) I didn't think autopsies were so judgmental. (laughs) Well, I feel like they're trying to say things in a nice way, but like. They're trying to uniquely identify this woman and like identify her in a not yeah offensive yeah. way, not being like this woman's fat with small lips, but like mm-hmm. I mean I I would almost rather you say that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Obviously Diane died due to blunt force trauma that she sustained in the crash. However, what is very interesting is her toxicology report. Alexander Milovanovic. Ooh, wait. Can I see this name? I'm Milovanovic. Hopman. Milovanovic. Milovanovic. I'm making it up, but I really love last names with V's in them. It makes them like Vlavic. He also (laughs) spells Alexander with a K. Does that mean he's Russian? Uh, Maybe. So Alexander Milovanovic the doctor who performed the autopsy, reported that Diane had a significant amount of THC in her system. Officials say that she could have smoked marijuana as soon as 15 minutes before the crash. And she also had a blood alcohol content of 0.19 grams per 100 milliliters. And the, the legal limit obviously is 0.08, so this is like twice that. Oh, I was going to ask you what that was because... Wow. So Diane's husband, Dan Schuler, has been the biggest advocate for Diane. He says to this day that she was the best wife and mom and that he would marry her again tomorrow, as I said. He, and he fully believes that she would never have done anything to put her children in danger. He swears that the autopsy must be wrong. And it is kind of odd, as I said before, the McDonald's employee as well as the gas station attendant reported that Diane seemed completely fine and sober that morning. And we saw the video of her where she seemed completely fine. But then only two hours later, Diane has a BAC of 0.19. That's, again, more than twice the legal limit. That's a lot of alcohol. I found a BAC calculator online because I was curious to see how much Diane would have had to drink for the autopsy to show those results. And according to the autopsy, Diane weighed about 204 pounds. And she also allegedly was drinking vodka, seeing as the absolute bottle was found in her car. So if we say that she started drinking around 1130 when she left the gas station, and this is when people began to report that the minivan was driving erratically, she would have had to had eight vodka drinks to get her blood alcohol to 0.19 at the time of death, which would be about one drink every 15 minutes. Is that eight shots? So yeah, approximately eight shots. So a shot every 15 minutes. And she'd probably, I think she did have the McDonald's cup that she got at McDonald's with her. So she could have poured it into there. Ale- I mean, mm. like, I'm not going to say that she did because I don't know. But that's something that people have alleged. Um, but that's, that's a lot. That's yeah. like. So according to alcohol.org, I, I looked up uh, the symptoms that you would be having if you were that drunk and it said you may be feeling nauseous at this point possibly even vomiting which would make sense with her pulling over to the side of the road Um, your reflexes can be slow and you're likely staggering and slurring your words 
you're probably going to experience impaired sexual functioning at this BAC, which hopefully wasn't an issue for her at this moment. No, um, but she was slurring and she wasn't in control of her motor functions because she couldn't dial the correct number. Right, exactly. Um, and your mental capacities may be clearly reduced. Mm-hmm. They say it's illegal, not to mention extremely unsafe, for you to operate a vehicle at a BAC of 0. .08 or above. So if you need to get somewhere, be sure to find a sober ride to get you safely where you want to go. Yeah. So and when I was Googling this, like under that little caption, it was like, if you need help here, like a link to um, like get help with alcoholism, because this is like a crazy amount of drunk to be. Wow. So that like okay. even popped up on the website. But she wasn't she wasn't an alcoholic. It was. I'm not sure. Like the more you look into it, like maybe she was really good at I don't I don't want to say anything about her because I obviously don't know. Um, but the more you look at her, she, she hid a lot from her family and her friends to make it seem like her life was perfect. Right. I think that's a very, um, I don't want to say a very Long Island thing to do, but like a very, it is a very Italian thing to do where Mm -hmm. you are, you are pretending that you are perfect on the outside while not letting anybody know your problems or discussing them or addressing them at all. So, but she was asking for pain medication. And right. so, so both alcohol and THC are pain. Not alcohol doesn't really help your pain, but it it not it doesn't numb it, but it takes your mind off of it. Right. And when looking closer at the case, we found out there might have been a reason for her to have pain that she needed to self-medicate for. Oh. Um, Diane had a fear of the dentist and I don't blame her because the dentist is really scary, dude. Diane actually had reportedly walked out of a root canal not too long before the accident, like right in the middle of it. And this abscessed tooth that she had probably caused her a lot of pain. And this is a thing that she did hide from her family as well. Like her husband at the time didn't even know that this happened until they looked further into the case. Oh my gosh. So she completely didn't tell anybody. I don't know how you don't tell everybody about your pain. I tell everybody. I know I complain all the time, but Uh, I guess that was not like her. However, an abscessed tooth does not cause alcohol and THC to show up on a toxicology report, obviously. So no, but covering one up would. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And Dan, Dan, her husband still argues that maybe something was wrong with her brain. She could have had a stroke or something. But again, even if this was somehow missed in the autopsy, it would not magically make the toxicology show that she was drunk or high. That's just not how it works. Right. So to this day, Dan continues to fight to clear his wife's name. And he even went to the extent of trying to sue New York State for not keeping their driver safe. Which. What did, what did they do wrong? I, I don't know. I believe that in the documentary, they talked about getting a second autopsy done. But I'd, I don't know. I In my research, I couldn't find the results of that. Oh, I they had a private investigator do it and i am just remembering this from it the showed the TCO same right? episode it did show the same but they didn't really he didn't bring that to the family i forget who it was that went to i don't think it was dan it was like um diane's friend oh yeah and tammy had, uh, or oh, Tara uh, didn't or they i think now i'm remembering i think they tried to call them right and, and they, they called wouldn't the answer. pi and the and he didn't answer a bit for a bit and then when he did answer he did say yeah it was the same but he told the family in the beginning that you have to be prepared just in case right. it could be the same. And it was. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. So I I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I think that she was just hiding 
that fact that she was afraid of the dentist and she couldn't go through with a root canal and, and she her was, tooth probably hurt a shit ton and yeah. she's in the car with five kids so i'm betting you could see her hold her head in the mm-hmm. gas station footage yeah it could be causing a migraine it could hurt your head in that way yeah so she probably wanted something to stop the migraine from hurting. And she has to placate these kids. And I'm, you know better than anybody else oh, in yeah. my life that if you have a migraine and kids are in the room or the small, tiny cab it's of a hard. minivan, yeah. it's really hard. And That's not to say that what she did wasn't wrong. It was wrong. No. But. Yeah. I mean, that I feel like I, I believe science. Like, no matter what their family says, she was drunk and probably high, which mm. is terrible. Yeah. What did we say with that, Don? You can't argue with yeah, the you science. Yeah, you can't argue with science. It's And Dan Schuler still tries to do that. And Dan is grieving, obviously. He's trying to make sense of what happened. And he's probably in denial of what the autopsy says because he lost his wife and his daughter. And so I understand that he's hurting too. However, him fighting this hard to deny what happened is really only hurting the families of the victims, namely the Bastardi family. Because they need to heal and move on and they can't because Dan keeps fighting and like reopening, like suing people and doing trials and stuff. And they they really can't move on while he's doing that. Right. They've said, sorry, I don't know if you have quotes or anything, but they've said something along the lines of, yeah, we just want to move on and remember them as best we can. But we can't because he keeps bringing this up and we just wish that he'd stop lying and i don't think that he's lying he probably didn't know any of diane's issues he she doesn't sound like the kind of person that would have shared them with him so right so diane very well may have been a great mom in my opinion diane's tooth probably hurt her so badly that she decided to drink and smoke to self-medicate to try to make it home because she didn't want to tell anyone she was in pain or get anybody to help her this would explain why she stopped at the gas station to look for pain meds because she was obsessed with being perfect and making people believe that her life and her family were perfect. So would someone like that go to the extent of drinking and driving to mask the fact she was in pain? Maybe. It's believable to me. Either way, eight people died in the crash that day, including four children. And they are the victims. And they are victims of a drunk driver. So that brings us to our drink this week. So although we don't hide the fact that we love a good cocktail... We want to stress that drunk driving is never okay. Mm-mm. And if you have anything to drink, we urge you to find an alternate way of transportation. Uber, Lyft, a sober friend, or even walking home could be the difference of your life. Or you somebody can call else's. cabs. Cabs exist. Yeah. As we always say on our Instagram, please drink legally and responsibly. So we didn't really want to mix a traditional cocktail this week because we thought that although it is kind of our gimmick, it would be insensitive to the victims of this crash for us to sit here and drink a cocktail based on the case. Mm-hmm. So instead, we decided over the weekend to visit the Taconic Distillery in Stanfordville, New York. Stanfordville, New York. <laughs> and we posted a little vlog to our Instagram at Dead Drunk Crime to share our journey there. And you should definitely go check them out. We had so much fun. Yeah, they were so good. Their maple bourbon doesn't have any kind of, I call it a bite. I don't know what it's actually called. There's probably a word. It's probably a word. But you know that bitterness that comes into your mouth after you taste some really good bourbon? (laughs) This one doesn't have it. I could drink a whole glass of this stuff. It's super dangerous, but like really delicious. Yeah. So we went there and for $15, I think it was, you get to Mm -hmm. taste three of their bourbons and you get a little souvenir glass. 
Um, so we, we picked like six different ones and tried them. They were so good. You got the maple one. Mm -hmm. I got just the standard like bourbon, um, Mm -hmm. to bring home to my stepdad because he loves bourbon and we just had a fun time. We got cocktails after that. What was your, you got a maple Manhattan? Yeah, I got a maple Manhattan. It was so good. So good. And And then I I drank the rest of your old fashioned yeah <laughs> with i think the duchess one it's called duchess something but i all of yeah. their bourbons are really really good um we will have also, them tagged in our posts on instagram so you should definitely go over and check them out yeah check them out tell on them instagram. that we sent the, you if you go visit yeah tell them that dead drunk sent you and that you like us and that you <laughs> love bourbon and that you love the dog on the label the dog is uh the owner and probably founder's dog yeah. Um, and dogs are allowed at the distillery. So if you have a great dog friendly dog, which I don't, you can bring them <laughs> We did not to, bring Jenny. <laughs> we didn't bring Jenny. Jenny's not, Jenny's not dog friendly, <laughs> but the distillery is. Mm-hmm. So I loved that. There's yeah. dogs there. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, I made Shelby, I, I tasted everything, but I, I made Shelby finish all of it. So because I'm very important. sober at this moment because I was driving and I don't, we actually had to take the Taconic home. So the whole time I was like making sure I was driving on the right side of the road, which is not funny, but I was very stressed about it after researching this case because it is super easy, not making excuses for her, but I could definitely see how somebody, even if they had a little bit of alcohol in their system, could make the mistake to go the wrong way if they weren't familiar with. No, for sure. I am super familiar with the Taconic and I am always afraid I'm going the wrong way. Yeah. Even even more so now because there's 20 million signs that say wrong way, do not enter. I'm just afraid I'm somehow not going to see any of those. And yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be that person. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that those signs are there because of this case, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate, but at least it's showing that they're doing something to try to prevent it in the future. But again, the only thing that can really prevent a drunk driving accident is not getting behind the wheel. Is you you the listener make sure you drink responsibly and have a safe ride home there's someone waiting for you there oh what commercial is that budweiser budweiser they have a puppy waiting for a person yeah it kills me every time if you want to email us and ask us what kind of bourbon you should go get at taconic distillery you can email us at deaddrunkpod at gmail.com if you want to follow us on Instagram, you already know that one, but it's at Dead Drunk Crime. And you can see our vlog for this week. If you want to tweet at us, you can do that. We're not super on there, but you can. At Dead Drunk Crime. And you can even check out our website, our new and improved I website. Know, I was like, maybe we should have made an announcement about this before, but it's going here. Uh, we have a brand new website thanks to Squarespace. We're not sponsored by Squarespace. We're sponsored by uh, fruitofthebean.com. But... Squarespace is an awesome website to make websites. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, it's, I mean, our new website. I mean, just go check it out. It's at, uh, it's deaddrunkpodcast.com. No homes, no blogs, no sharing the D. Deaddrunkpodcast.com. Yeah, it's official. It's profesh. Go check it out. It's amazing. Yeah, it's we're, like, you know, it's pretty good. We're still trying to figure out how to put pictures on our blog posts. If anyone is good at Squarespace, can you please let me know? (laughs) I put a question in the forum. I don't know. I guess I don't know what to do. 
That's okay. Um, We're still figuring it out. It's a work in progress. But right now, to me, looks pretty professional. Yes. I like it. And I hope that you do, too. I, You know what? I bet they will. I bet you will, too. All of our posts are up there. All of our previous episodes are up there in blog post form. And you can check them out. You can check out our sources for this one. This one's going to be up there. And, yes. and there is a link to become a patron. We have not posted anything on Patreon yet, but we set up the website. So that is a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So when we do set up our Patreon and start posting content to there, we will let you guys know. Yeah, let us know that. Yeah, if you, if Tell you us. really want us to do Patreon, why don't you give us a five-star review and put it in the comments? Yeah, and let us know what you'd want. What do you want? What do you want to hear from us? Because we got some ideas. We, yeah, got we do have a cooking. lot of suggested cases. Oh, and yeah, we have some exciting stuff coming up. Yeah. I can't wait to uh, tell it to all of you. But yeah. So I'm I'm scrolling right now for our caboose on BuzzFeed quizzes. I love BuzzFeed quizzes. Because it's just, they're just so fun. Ooh, how about The Office? What are we feeling? Um, I'm feeling Bob's Burgers because um, Mr. Fish Odor has a song that goes, oh, bourbon. Oh, <laughs> bourbon. Oh, I wonder. We, I guess we could do a, let's see if they have any Bob's Burgers. They must. Bob's Burgers quiz. This is a special behind the scenes. <laughs> All right. Prove you're a Bob's Burgers expert by getting eight out of nine. I'm not a Bob's Burgers On this trivia expert. quiz. Do you want to do that one? Or we could do... Only a Bob's Burgers fanatic will ace this trivia trivia quiz. No, I want to take the eight out of nine one. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to do better at that one. All right, ready. Why did Tina need a hard hat to run against Jimmy Jr.? They're running near a construction site for a part she's playing in the school play. She's going to demolish him or it's part of her Halloween costume. Mm, she's going to demolish him um yeah correct (laughs) just feel like that's there's a gif of her saying because i'm gonna demolish you right to his (laughs) face poor kid all right gene was talking about blank when he said if these tips could talk jimmy jr's blonde 90s-esque highlights bob's empty tip jar from being so awkward around customers Linda's acrylic manicured nails or Teddy's box of old thermometers? I think Teddy's box of old thermometers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) It's when, is Linda helping him clean out his apartment? Is he a hoarder? Yeah, he is a hoarder. Yeah. I haven't seen an episode of Bob's Burgers in like way too long. (laughs) I was, I dressed up as Louise and Tina for consecutive years of Halloween. And like since then, I haven't seen an episode. I've never dressed up as a character from that. (laughs) But I'm short enough. I feel like I could really pull off Louise. I was Tina. Jules was Louise. Alex was Linda. And Chris was Bob. That was beautiful. And I told everybody that Jean was at Courtney's house flirting (laughs) with her dad. What's her name? Courtney. Courtney Wheeler. Courtney Wheeler. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, I made Darren dress up in the burger costume. (laughs) That was the same. That one. was so funny. That was the next year. That was yeah. the next year. All right. So who lost the snoring contest between Bob and Linda? Was it Bob, Linda, both, or neither? I don't know. Both. 
Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Linda was going to open an Etsy shop and name it The Knitcracker, Scarving Children, <laughs> So So Knitting, or Subpar Scarves for Children. <laughs> I want to say Scarving Children. If it's that, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Linda. And then I was going to open a store on Etsy and call it Scarving Children. <laughs> She's like the long guy. She's Diane. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's amazing. Finish this Linda song. It's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving for everybody except for Alaskans, Americans, Europeans, or space aliens. Oh, Europeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not even the good Thanksgiving song. I know. It's a pet. The cranberry sauce. We have a mashed potatoes. <laughs> Oh, the turkey looks great. I oh, sing it every Thanksgiving. Great. My family's really over it. <laughs> I always share it on Facebook when it comes around. It's me it comes from. <laughs> Probably. All right. In season nine, Rudy's Halloween costume was Jason Siegel from I Love You Man, <laughs> a hockey goalie with a mask, none of your business, like a nun, or Paul Rudd from I Love You Man. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh. I want to say it was like none of your business. But why would they mention two different characters from I Love You, Man? I don't Just know. To be funny. All right. <laughs> it was Paul Rudd from I Love You, Man. I don't know. I don't even he's know what I Love You, wearing, Man is. He's wearing a white collared shirt and a gray sweater over it. And that's it. <laughs> Nailed it. Paul Rudd from I Love You, Man. <laughs> All right. Well, we got that one wrong. So we need to get everything else right to get eight out of nine. All right. When is Bob and Linda's anniversary? February 17th, September 3rd, October 3rd, or November 13th. If it's November 13th, that is really funny because that's my parents' wedding anniversary. I think it's February. Yeah. No, it was September 3rd. Uh, Nine three. Nine is divisible by three. I do remember that now. (laughs) (laughs) Nine three. Nine is divisible by three. That's how I remember it. (laughs) That's so funny. He didn't remember it. Though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> What's something you won't find in Linda's purse? Gum, tampons, a bunch of jeans, old baby teeth, or deodorant? Gum. No, tampons. Deodorant. <laughs> really? She does have a bunch of jeans, old baby teeth. Yeah. We're doing horrible. That's okay. Oh. What's the name of the boy from Boys for Now Louise fell in love with? Griffin, Matt, Allen, or Boo Boo? Boo Boo. He was definitely Niall, right? I think so. I mean, he was the only blonde one. So, yeah. yeah. Then I am Louise. All right. So, we got six out of nine. So, we're Bob's Burgers fans. Yeah, it's not terrible. We're definitely a fan. There's nothing we love more than watching a few episodes of Bob's Burgers after a long day to see what Gene, Tina, and Louise are up to. We scored better than 77% of quiz takers. That's fine to me. And the gift that we got is Louise going, ha, 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 with fire behind her. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love, um, have you seen John Roberts' YouTube channel? So John Roberts is the voice of Linda. Oh, yes, I have. Yeah, I forgot his and name. And he dresses up as a Long Island mom on on uh, YouTube. And it's these are like old videos, but they are the funniest things I've ever seen. There's The, the best one is the Mother's Day one. And <laughs> he just wakes up in bed and goes, I'm up. <laughs> I'm up, <laughs> but he's so funny. So, yeah, 
So go follow there's him. Been, there's been a lot of Long Island mom accent in this episode. So you're welcome. <laughs> um, if you want me to re-record the whole episode with a Long Island mom accent, let us know. Leave us a five-star review. <laughs> and that's how you get that. <laughs> On Patreon, you'll get... Diane's yes. episode oh all God, in yes. Long Island. That'll be the first thing we post on Patreon. <laughs> all right. I won't be here for that because I can't <laughs> sit through that much. I'll just sit here by myself and do it. <laughs> um, okay, so bye, Mom. Bye, Mom. <laughs>